heavy checkers and dirty danglers, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host Chris, and this week we are minus one. Brian's in the box for two because, well, you can't do that. I have my two co-hosts this week. We've got Andrew. Hello. And to his left, we have Sunil. Hello, hello. I'm glad to have you both back. It's uh, always a pleasure talking to both of you. Brian is unfortunately not with us. He had some prior plans, some things came up, but we're going to continue without him. We're going to make him proud, right, Andy? Oh, absolutely. Let's put a smile on that face. So, lots, lots going on this week. Uh, one of the things we wanted to start off with was some of the coaches. What is going on with the coaches? Sunil, what, what's happening? Give us the DL. Well, teams needs to, they need to do a change. They need to make a change. They need to uh, have a fresh face for someone, back, someone in the background, um, like the Blues firing Mike Yao. I think that was uh, that was going to happen regardless. Uh, Oilers as well, Todd McClain and Ken Hedgecock. I would like to see Mike Yao go to Oilers as a head coach. Really? I would have really? liked to see him that. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think I think it was a good coach. Maybe hot headed, but. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I get out of Yo too. Uh, like he did basically like the same thing, like this kind of scenario in Minnesota, right? Like, you know, yeah, he and, like he blew up and got, got fired, and like they didn't respond well to it. But don't you think Oilers need that though? Don't you think Oilers need someone hot headed in the back and like you know, I'm wake up sure. guys, let's get this going. A, a team coach. They need someone who's going to talk to them. They need someone. It's like a, a, a balance. They need someone to, to put them in line, but they also need someone who's going to be there for them and talk to them, spend time with them, be a real, make make the put the family together. Because really, like it's up and down with Edmonton all the time. It's like a dysfunctional family. It's working, and when it works, it does really well. And then when some of them start getting into it, and we start hearing stuff about, oh, here, Luchich. You know, he's getting into fights, he's not putting up points, he's having issues with other players, or the goalie's losing confidence. It's like one domino falls after the other. So they need So is it person is it personnel or is it more like systems? I think it's personnel and it's like you gotta manage your family. Don't let crap spiral out. So maybe you think that's why like McClellan had to go because he maybe wasn't good at that and you know the grizzled vet in Hitchcock (laughs) comes back. Uh, <laughs> grizzled, that's for sure. Some oh man, definitely grizzle. You can't I, I, make uh, that hair any whiter, man. <laughs> it's a stallion. Serious? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think this is just the beginning. Uh, I, I think the of well, I, you know, uh, him being fired, the coach. I think that's just the first step. Oh, I think the, the, the first domino. Shirelli, <laughs> Ooh, uh, I think he's gonna get out of here too. I'm not, I don't. I've never been a big fan of him at all. Yeah, but uh, he makes some pretty interesting trades, both in Boston and uh, and Edmonton. Well, and sorry, not maybe not just trades, but also signings. Okay, you know the what? Whole, you brought uh, it up. He's such an idiot, and I can't stand him. You brought <laughs> it up. So you know what? Talk about one of them. You bring up the one. Let's start with Boston. Yeah, let's go there. Oh, Boston. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What, what, what stupid Change gears. trade did he make in Boston when he was there? Come on. I can't think of I can't think of it off the top of my Tyler head. Tyler Sege. He got oh, yeah. rid of Sege. He got rid but of wait, him first. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we we don't have the whole story here. He traded Sege for a reason. There was out like Sege had some problems outside of hockey. Out like in, in 
in the town of Boston. You know what I mean? Like, he had problems. He was like partying too much. You know, I don't know what else was going on, but that's one of the main driving reasons he was out of Boston yeah, again, that quick. Your personnel has to stay on that. It's a, he was really young at the time. Yeah, it was. They, and they, <laughs> they have to find a veteran player, and then you put that player to live with the veteran player to sort of father figure like and help that player develop. Yeah. And I don't think he was properly integrated into their system, and they lost a franchise player. I think he's a franchise player. Tyler Senge, it must be over a point per game. He does well every season. The guy's in crazy shape. And, you know, now he's a more mature player because, well, he's older and we've seen what he can do. But that's uh, still a dumb trade. Like, the return. It, it is and it isn't. Like, I get you. I hear you. It's yeah. Right now, Erickson and Segain, two totally different players in totally different careers points, right? Yeah. Like, Segain, since he's been in Dallas, has been amazing. I mean, he's one of the elite goal scorers. But, like, at the time, it's, like, getting rid of kind of, like, a potential problem that could corrupt your whole room. And don't forget, at the time, Erickson was playing really well for Dallas. So what they thought they were getting back was going to be, like, a top six guy. It just didn't work. Um, But they knew they were getting rid of a better player. It's just... they. Yeah, I think so. They spoiled him. Like, I know, obviously, probably he had, at that point, maybe a chip on his shoulder. Young guy, did stupid stuff, but... You know, a lot. There's a lot of other kids, I'm sure, in other organizations that had the same problem, and they just sort of, you know. And we don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. like I'm sure Patrick Kane must have been into some trouble, even though he, well, some see, that's stuff came thing. out with him later too. But yeah, I don't think that uh, Sagan would have matured in Boston. Like I think things would have got out of control, and before they did, they did this. Like they, sorry, they did that. Like they traded it away. You know, they kind of dumped that problem in Dallas's lap and Dallas for, I don't know how they did it. Maybe the trade itself woke the kid up, but they were able to keep this like, you know, no nonsense stuff. Well, they, they, they took him from a party town in Boston and they brought him to Dallas, which isn't, you know, isn't really hockey bananas. So you're not as well known. And he, he grew up and matured a lot faster. And, and obviously he, the potential was kept that way. I think his potential would have been ruined if he had stayed in Boston. Uh, I agree. With, I agree. Like the we, dramatics and all that stuff. We yeah. don't know, but from a from a trade, from us looking at uh, if we were GMs now, without any of this talk about you know uh, chips on shoulders and partying and all that, the value was not is not there. For who? For Sega. So it it was a bad trade. Looking at it now, like either way, like it, it was probably good for Sege, but as, as an organization, that was a bad trade. Absolutely, I I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, unless Erickson turned out to like hold on to as good as he was, yeah, and play top which, six and, and go between yeah. you know Bergeron and in the second line, you know, it, it just it never happened because he he did all right with Boston, but then he started cooling off, and then he eventually got traded in Boston, sold him sort of while he was high. They got something in return for him. Something, yeah. You know, it and, flopped. Yeah. And it was a it was a quick trade too. I, I personally think it was a really quick trade. So like, they didn't maybe they didn't have time to like mull it over or see like you know, they just wanted him out of the uh, out of Boston. So it might have been too quick. Maybe, yeah, the value is not there. I, I agree with you, but I also think that. Um, you know, he, he had roots in Boston, you know, like he, like like Andy said, you know, he was partying, he was a party city. He already had some sort of roots there, so to kind of speculate he was going to be a good player or not, I don't know. 
The funny part is that he won the cup. <laughs> yeah. He, like, that's that's after he won the cup and he played yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. He just had the problem. And, you know, talking about problems, you know, here's the, here's the second trilly trade. You know, rumors had it. Their Hall, sorry, was having some sort of issue at Edmonton, apparently. And that's why they had to move him out. And oh, I don't Lucy, believe that. I don't believe Taylor Hall had a problem at all. I think that they, Shirelli was like, okay, enough's enough. I'm finally going to go out and just get a friggin' defenseman because this team has been drafting forward, 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 you know, because f- f- number one overalls fell in their lap forever because they were horrible. Yeah. So he went out and, and, and got Larson, who was, well, I don't know how available he was. He overpaid like crazy for he him. Did. Even at the time, I don't care if Hall's on Edmonton and not doing that well. He was, like he said, the perfect little soldier. Like, he went through all the hard times. He was one of the original first he was. first picks. Like, in the Sega yeah, draft. Ty- yeah, Taylor or Tyler. So, like, he, he did everything. And then, you know, he was pissed when he got traded. Um, but you know what, though? Honestly, looking back at it, for, for Hall's career, best thing that yes. could have ever happened. Yes, I'll agree with like, that. He went to New Jersey and like kind of had like that sulk year where like I can't believe that they traded me. And I heard something really amazing. The GM went to him after that year and said, "Okay, that's enough. Like you, I gave you the year to be like I'm. I got traded. Now you're a devil. Now you go out and be the best devil. And and he did, man. He he, t- he took it home that year, like MVP. So the transition was hard." Uh, both in terms of that year, but also a hard flip. Now you're, now you're, you know, you're a devil, and uh, and he's embraced it like crazy. It was a hard year for Edmonton that year that he got traded at uh, Hall, and they should have yeah. just kept him for one more year. He's so <laughs> every fast. year yeah. in Edmonton. Yeah, it's such he, a bad he's trade. He's so such fast, Hall. He would have been so good with McDavid. Yeah. And he's such a workhorse. Though. Oh, such yeah, a workhorse. but like he was getting hurt. He was playing like he had to go get pucks in dirty areas and he's like this high profile guy. Uh, you know, he was getting run over and then he like he got stepped on his head like with a skate. Like ugh, it was ridiculous. It was like, like the kid in Mighty Ducks who couldn't break. He was like really yeah. fast. He'd go into corners and just wipe out, but he'd get the puck, you know, he'd get it in there. <laughs> I remember watching him, and I'm like, oh, this guy's working so hard yeah. for nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> he does all this work, and then it's like, he like he can't do, he can't finish because he's done everything else. Um, but speaking of finishing, nobody other than uh, McDavid and Drysaddle can can finish on that team. So they got to f- something. They got to do something. Well, I, I, this is why I think Shirelli's going to be out because another crappy uh, trade he did was uh, for, for Strom. He got rid of Everly. Like, how did that help the team? Didn't help anything. Yeah. That was a bad and trade, then, too. It's like, and how then, many more then, of these are going to happen until they're like, okay, guys, we got to get rid of them because we're losing everyone and getting nothing back. And then what happened with Strom? He got traded. <laughs> yeah, for what? <laughs> for another Ryan. For Spooner. Yep. So, and, you know so you got I, Everly I for Spooner. I him better, but it still wasn't like, Everly's still a better player than both of those. Agreed. And uh, maybe just, it was a culture uh, thing, man. Like, like maybe. But do you really think? Do you really think a trade is going to matter? Like, is it going to change the team? Like, what? Is, what is the team missing? Like more defense or something? That. You know, like is it back? Is it the whole management that's like yes, that? Like, I, honestly, I think it's just management. It's like Ottawa. Ottawa doesn't have tons of high end talent, but you know they're starting to put it back together. They they should. You know, they ship out a bunch of players that 
you know, they want to start a little bit more fresh. And then now they're bringing in, you know, some personnel. They're trying to have a better locker room. Like at the beginning of the season, they were doing a bunch of outings with all the players. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they took all the players out and they were getting bonding. They were getting bonding between the coach, the assistant coach, and the team. <laughs> we didn't see Melnick out there doing anything. But, you know, was, <laughs> oh, man. The He's so, oh, man. Suing. I had to bring it up. I had to say it. Yeah, that's, but, that's rough. So, talking about Edmonton, uh, I'm done getting on fire there with Shrelly. I'm glad you, you brought him up. <laughs> total, total tangent. Yeah. Not even, yeah. but it happened. Um, so, with, so we got Hitch, we got Hitch in there now, right? Yeah. And he made a comment recently that you touched on earlier. Now, what did he say about McDavid, Andy? He's going to ride him harder. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, <I don't. laughs> let's get that out. Yeah. Um, no, but he wa- he wants to like, for lack of a better term, like he wants to like double shift him. He basically said the more that McDavid's out there, the better, like the 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 more drive of the game from their end to the opponent's end, and it gets the bench fired up. So he wants to use McDavid as a catalyst to get his team going. I find that, I don't I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Because I don't think that the team should need to have that extra motivation of, you know, their all-star player, like, really making it so that these guys will get up for the game. But um, one cool little tidbit I, I read was uh, Hitchcock said that the recovery time for McDavid is, like, ridiculous. That he can be out for a shift, come down, come back to the bench, sit for one shift, and be ready to go again. Like, that that's crazy. His reco- Like, the rest of his line obviously can't. But uh, but apparently he's going to try to get McDavid more uh, quote unquote touches. That's that's like the new fancy word. See, I um, saw that too, and like this move reminds me of something you would do playing NHL on your on your PlayStation Four or Xbox. It's like yeah, I'm just double the same guy on guy. all the lines. Exactly, I'm going to get yeah. more ice time. He's going to get more yeah. points, and he's he's already awesome, and he's not going to get tired. So it's like, uh, is this really going to translate? It's is he still going to have the same speed by giving him more time? I, and, like, I get you what he's saying about his recovery time, but he should really just, you know, baby steps with this one. Well, Sunil brought it up earlier. He's like, well, what's that going to do to McDavid? Like, is that going to, like, well, anyway, like, Sunil, you, you were bringing up earlier that yeah, like, that, that might have, like, some negative said, effects. Yeah, no, I I agree with that because uh, he's also 21 years old. I mean, he can keep up with this, you know, let's, let's go back out after a couple seconds on the bench let's go back out how long is that gonna last like how how many games is there like 80 somewhat Eh, that's too much he's gonna burn out like by the time if they make it to the to the to to the playoffs man he's gonna be burned out you won't see him at all like you won't see him on the (laughs) he's not gonna show up for the playoffs i know everybody's gonna start talking about that i i think that um also i also think that maybe what ken ken was referring to is Maybe they need to see more of his leadership skills. Mm. Like, you know, electrify the bench. Yes, when he's out there. You know, captains usually are the ones that are supposed to, you know, let's let's get this going, boy. You know, like look at look at your bench and like what's going on here, you know, like, you know, some emotions on the ice and maybe that's what he's looking for. Because you can always he can go from one end of the ice to the other. We know that. He can like, you know, thrusters on, let's go. But Maybe he's looking for that other side of McDavid to kind of develop, and maybe that's what the team needs—a a cap, a seasoned captain. I don't know. Well, let's not like, forget yeah. he's like what twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one yeah. years old. Like he's he's terribly young right now. So 
Yeah, we're putting enough stress on him to, to carry a whole freaking team. Now we want him to start yelling. At, I don't know. Like, I understand, too, what you mean, to, to be that leader and show the leadership. And I think every captain, if they're on the bench, they should still be vocal with their team. And, and they should be, you know, yelling at their own players, too, just as much as the coach do, does. So, And I, I'm also, I'm not, I don't agree with making young players captains on a team. I don't agree with that. I, I don't know something like I, you guys might disagree but I don't think he's I, he's he's learning still I mean like you know a few, few more years then you give him the captaincy at least he has some you know like some 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 seasons under his belt and you know I like always I always felt the captaincy was kind of like a little overrated like if I don't know by the, the trend was starting to give it to like younger and younger guys like it almost seemed like at one point to be a race of like who can give it to the youngest guy like, you know, on the team and like Landeskog is, you know, was like nine minutes or something silly <laughs> yeah. before, like before Crosby at it. But it's, but like you're saying, like, it's kind of, yeah, like it doesn't really go hand in hand. The whole like um, pushing McDavid to get like his team more like excited and stuff. It's like, I think that naturally happens just by McDavid playing his game. Yeah. I don't think you should be asking to pull more of that out of him because it, for as long as I've been watching hockey, usually the fourth line was considered like your quote unquote energy line. Like, like they aren't really so much going out there, setting up nice plays. They're going out there like cycling the puck and, you know, and laying the boom, you know, to get to a rejuvenate the, your top three lines just by arresting them, but also by like increasing the physicality of the game that, so it's almost like they're trying to take that away and give it to, like give it to McDavid. Like that's I think that's too much responsibility for the kid, honestly. Yeah, there, there's only there's only so much you can do, and I guess we'll just watch watch what Hitch does, and yeah, you know the the proof is in the pudding. So who who do you guys think uh, is is next? Do you think there's another coach that's going to be on the chopping block soon? Do you have any idea, Andy? You got to look into the the crystal ball. Do you see anything coming up? <laughs> well, it, um, well, what's happened so far? Like the bottom of the league basically has fired their coaches. Like surprise, surprise. Um, I I really don't know. I don't have anybody in mind. Like they've they've done it all basically. Like LA's done it. Uh, Chicago was a little bit weird, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Blues are a disappointment. Like maybe the Pens, but I don't think they're really looking to turn this season around by doing that. I, I don't know. Maybe Carolina, Carolina, maybe like. I think they're uh, doing a little bit too well for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's gonna be mostly the basement teams, but I couldn't even imagine if if Pittsburgh ended up getting the first round pick and got Hughes. That wouldn't even make any sense. Could oh, you imagine? Not. I'm just saying no. here. I'm throwing please, that out there. You never know. You never know. Please no. Like Malkin. So Crosby, many more teams deserve that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like uh, with Carolina too. I, I I still don't like how they got Svechnikov, but that's you, know, <laughs> you don't like people got him. the draft. It's no it's no Peter Shirelli, but I still don't like yeah. how they got Svechnikov. So yeah. now one of Andy's favorite players growing up, yeah, was Peter Forsberg. He's oh, always yeah. spoke about Forsberg. Sack. Yep. Wah. Well, be, yeah. Well, being the old. Uh, the old uh, Colorado Avalanche fan. I mean, <laughs> they put the dream team together. How do you not like that? Nope, but uh, but Forsberg, one. I really enjoyed Forsberg. Like his reverse hits were <laughs> were so awesome. I loved it. I saw Oshi do it last year in the playoffs, and like you know, I kind of like look at that and go, ah, Forsberg. Like that's kind of cool. You get to like 
refer to some old guys. Not to mention like that uh, the one-handed, uh, you know, typical shootout goal yep. uh, that they've labeled the Forsberg too. But anyways, so like, I guess he told a reporter in Sweden uh, last week that while he was playing. Now I don't know if this is the whole time, but he made it sound like he has this uh, issue with his eyesight that he out of like one of his eyes he can only see like sixty percent. He kind of tried to describe. Now this is translated, obviously, so like he usually doesn't go well. But he, I guess he tried to describe like it's not necessarily like uh, colors or something. But he like he knows that somebody was there. But I still think like it's amazing the way that he played, and, and having an eyesight issue. Like I, 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 how good would he have been with perfect vision? Even an ankle. Like oh man, his feet were were yeah. That was the his like crutch to his his game was. Apparently his feet were like falling apart for the longest time. <laughs> his feet like, were the glass crotch of Spezza. <laughs> no, it's true. Like I don't. Every year they're like, you know, his feet. Like how many games can be able to play? And like he toughed through it. And like even when he went to Philadelphia and uh, and Nashville, it's like he just can't play anymore. Like his body was not letting him. He wanted to, but uh, but he couldn't. But what are we ice... talking about though? Like he's he had a lazy eye, or he couldn't see on the like he couldn't see one of his Vision. like his okay. His so sides just, or... just to just to clarify, he didn't stop playing because he couldn't see. He stopped playing because his feet wouldn't let him play anymore. But in his eyesight thing, all I heard was he said that he hadn't had or maybe still has an issue where he just has reduced vision in one of his eyes by like forty percent. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, it's impressive. So it is because. Do you guys remember Manny Malhotra? Yeah. He got like yeah. stick to the eye and then really he didn't know if he was going to come back. And then, and then when he did, he had a little trial period and he, he basically left the game saying like my, my vision isn't good. Enough. Cause he was a centerman. He was known yeah. to be like a really good face-off, face-off guy. guy. Yeah. So yeah. he said once he lost that touch in his game that he was done. Like he, he, he came back and he tried it, but he said, no, I can't do it anymore. So like that just, that made me think of that where like, Maybe did Forsberg not reveal this issue um, so that there would be no question of, of his game? Or, But this is back when, like, that stuff didn't really, like, you didn't hear any of this stuff. Like, they weren't really concerned with headshots and concussions. <laughs> like you said, I, I mean, if he was 100%, could you imagine? The, could the you imagine? Put up? Oh, man, he ran around the ice. Like, he did circles. It was crazy. He would have been a surgeon. I mean, yeah. for like 15 years, 10 to 15 years in a row. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's he still bad. put up pretty decent points, though. He did. Oh, he was, he was, he was still amazing. But it's yeah. like saying this guy skates really fast, but, you know, he, yeah, like, but he has a 50 like, pound dumbbell around his legs, but he still skates really fast. Could you yeah, imagine if he didn't yeah. have the dumbbell? Exactly. It's just, it, it blows your mind. But another thing, too, that's happening right now, speaking about something else that's on fire besides Forestburg, Sunil. Give me three reasons why the Sabres are doing so well right now. Oh, wait, Skinner? Skinner. <laughs> I think it's Skinner, Skinner, and uh, Skinner, Skinner, I think. Yeah, Skinner. <laughs> oh, like Skinner? Um, man, I, I'd say just on fire. On fire. They've been playing um, teams like Pittsburgh and, like, winning in overtime. We're not talking about, like, lucky wins here. We're, like, overtime yeah. wins. They're grinding them out. Minnesota. Eight in a row, man. Eight in a yeah. row. That, like they're they're gonna keep going. And Skinner's been like just so clutch. And finally, oh here we go. Finally, friggin' uh, ten million dollar boy starts showing up. Oh, the Care so, Bear. 
Yeah, the Care Bear. The Care Bear the Uncle. Care Bear. Oh, so go to your belly, buddy. Yeah. Are you happy? If you're but not, we'll fire you talk, the coach. If we talk about the Sabres, though, um, they had the pieces. Like, you know, like, like Kalak Poso, Mittelstad, Eichel, <laughs> Palmenville. Like, I mean, Palmenville is old, but I mean, oh, he's still man. a good player. Palmenville. I and hate when Skinner. I see like he's getting points. I'm like, get out of the league already, man. It's, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they have the pieces. Like, it's not like they're they're struggling defense or no, they're not. They have Ristolainen, and yep. you know, Dolan coming up, Bogosian, Scandella, Bollier. I mean, come on, they they have to they have the pieces to go all the way. It seems like the young ones are, are really bringing the veterans more energy because Palmerville's yeah. playing like he's not his age. He's uh, doing seriously, really yeah. well. I've never been really, a big fan really of well. Acaposo. I, the last time I really saw Acaposo play really well was with the Islanders <laughs> when Tavares was there. Yeah. And then hey, like my who, favorite... Who didn't play well around Tavares, like, honestly? I never liked Matt Molson either. I still don't like him. I'll never draft him Why don't him you like Matt Molson? He is... Oh, boy. You I know. At him. Gets you going. He's a goon. He's, oh, you he's love him. a stooge. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I could go on and on. But I just uh, every time I play against him, he always gets the game-winning goal, and it's burnt me so many times. I, I've actually brought it from the video game into real life. Yeah, I know. That's how bad it's, <laughs> it's your burnt trip me. tonight. Because Andy will deliberately bring his profile picture up when we play NHL. Oh, <laughs> oh, who's this guy, Chris? Who's look at his face? Who's this? Do you know who this is? Oh man, he's got me. So I also many think times. that uh, Palmanville got the line that he needed. To like elevate his game, Eichel and uh, Skinner. I think that's really helping him. Cause well, no uh, kidding. Yeah. Like I, like Eichel and Skinner, uh, great tandem. Like they mm-hmm. they're they're gelling. It's yep. it's fantastic. And Palmanville's along for the ride. Um, I didn't think Palmanville could keep up. I'll be like to be honest. I, I thought Akpozo would be that right wing, but or even Reinhardt. But uh, He's whatever. Had a good season ride him. too. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like an Eric Stahl thing, eh? Like with Jason yes. Palmerville. Yes. Yeah. Like resurgent career at this age, like okay. Yeah, and like and putting up thirty goals, it's like uh, I guess like doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> the frig who gave him plus ten to all his stats. This doesn't make too much sense, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Yeah, Sabers. Uh, they're kicking the tires. I'm still gonna say they're they're just gonna make it in the playoffs. I think they're just on a hot streak right now. They're gonna get bumped down. They're gonna get passed by. By Tampa, they're gonna get passed by Toronto. They're gonna to be around that whole Boston area, four and five. But that's just my personal opinion. But, but, we, but in what? the playoffs, though, right? If they get in the playoffs, like who do I think will knock them out? No, no, I'm saying, but you think they're gonna make the play? Like I do. They put I themselves really in a very good position. Like yeah. they're the top in the East. Yeah, I felt like they. I felt they had a good. Uh, right in the beginning of the season, when we looked on paper, I thought they had a decent squad. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I think they're gonna battle and they're gonna get a spot. And we'll see whether that can translate with the young boys going into playoffs because young kids always get playoff jitters. It's different. It's a different game. It's everyone's playing harder. You know, the men come out to play. No more. I think they'll be on a wild card team, though. Yeah. 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 They'll be be, uh, fighting for a spot. So Sunil was fighting earlier about Patrice Bergeron. You think people are not talking about the league's best defensive offensive forward in the league. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning it. 
No problem. Please, please, you, you tell me why this is bothering you so much. You, I want you to vent. I want to hear you vent. You want to hear me vent? All right. Yeah. Man, this, I don't like Boston. I'm a Habs fan. I do not like Boston. But I really like this player. I really like him. First, he puts up numbers, man. Like he's he's a very good defenseman, uh, offensive, uh, very good defensive uh, forward, and he's like always silent. You don't hear him, you know, on the media. You don't hear you don't hear his name going around the media a lot a lot either. So I think he's very underrated, and even at this age, he's still putting up numbers like quietly. You don't hear like you know like highlight reels or him doing something, or but he still keep putting up points. I really like this player. I like how he plays. Uh, he's not in your face, kind of like in, in the media, in your face and everything. He's not. He barely talks <laughs> on media. Um, I really like him. I really do. Like, I think Boston got a really good player for so many years. I don't yeah. know how long he's going to last. I think, I, I think once his contract is done, in, I don't know if Boston's going to re-sign him. I don't know if they're going to, you know, like pity re-sign him or something. I don't know. Just but a cut stay there. Yeah, get more uh, younger players. You know, like franchise players, we'll keep you in for until you retire, kind of thing. But I really like this player, man. What he did for Boston for so many years, and like, yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. I think he's underrated. I don't hear much about him in in the media. Obviously, now it's the the Connor McDavid's, the Sids, and like you know, but the Matt Borowiecki's. I I hear you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have. I, there was one moment that I really gained a lot of respect for Bergeron. And it was in the playoffs. And I believe it was the last round when he came out to say how many injuries he had, but he kept playing. Yeah, the pierced, the, like, yeah. The pierced lung. Yeah, and then he had a broken what, a broken rib, pierced lung, uh, sprain, yeah. ankle. It's like, yeah. how are you playing? And he was getting that, points. That's l- yeah, that's literally what I was thinking about too. Yeah. It's like, wow, you're a machine. Like, that's passion for the game. It could be stupidity, yeah. but I think it's passion for the game and probably good painkillers. But it just, uh, worked out for him, though. Yeah, and, you know that just tells you he's an elite player. I think the he's game an elite was player. as uh, was that the overtime games. It was as long as as uh, Marshan's nose. Oh, remember that nice. comment? Remember nice. the comment? I don't, but I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, it was like two uh, overtime or three overtime in the playoffs and. Uh, and someone from the Habs bench there said that. I can't remember. The only thing I'm, was, I'm, was really good. I'm seeing in my head is those signs with the rat on it. The rat face. <laughs> the people holding them up. Even people in his own town, uh, they tease him too. I think it's hilarious. It's good. He deserves it. Except when he plays for Team Canada. I'm telling you, I cheered him so hard. <laughs> he, was, he did so well for us. It's because he's good. I know. He's like the player you'd love to hate because he's like such yeah, a unsung good instigator. Hero. And, and he can, he's so talented, but then he's such a, a dirtbag at the same time because yeah, of his yeah. personality. But it's all I'll, a part of him. Man, he'll lick the sweat out of anybody. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, get him, get him oh, over here. Bring man. him over here. <laughs> what was his name? Was it Callahan? Like, licked him from chin <laughs> to nose, man. And Comoroff, like, right Comoroff, up the Comoroff, snout. Like, oh, what do you oh. do, man? What do you do with his eyes? If it was me... <laughs> I would have taken my glove off and just grabbed him right by the throat. Yeah, but there's that like, three seconds where you're just like stunned. Did you just do that? Like that's like just white happened. noise. It's like, what the? Even the refs were like, I don't know what. What do we? How do you call that? Yeah. What is that? Two minutes. You can't do that. Yeah, you just can't do that. <laughs> was it salty? How did it taste? Get in the box. Get out let of me, here. Let me open up the, the 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 penalty book and read about this. Yeah, put a yeah. new one in for Marshan. No licking. <laughs> Oh yeah, so Bergeron, God. man, like that 03 draft, again, 
like best draft ever. Uh, he's second round, like 45th overall. And this guy has been captaining and, and well, no, no, maybe not captaining, but basically like he's been the top line center, like his whole time there. And look how far it drops off after he's not like playing number one. Like oh, right now player. it's, uh, he's, he's that team. Like that, that, that line is so dominant pasta and Marshan and, and, uh, and this big guy here. Uh, but he's got like three years left though. Like, so this whole next contract thing, like, I don't know, he's going to be like 37. I don't know if he's going to come back at all. And maybe uh father times catching up to him. Like he is out currently with an injury. So yeah, yeah. We'll I see. think you might, I need, I think you might come back for one or two years, you know, but uh, you know, he should be the captain though. I think he should be the captain of the team. Not, not goose Chara. Yeah, well, he's gonna he's done in a year or two, so it's most likely gonna pass to to Bergeron, anyways. That's funny though, eh? Like he hasn't had the captain, I guess. I I always consider Patrice Bergeron the captain of the yeah. team, but yeah. uh, has, I don't know. I don't even know if he's ever had it, to be honest. No, I don't think. No, it, it might have been in a, in a situation where Chara was injured, like maybe long term, but. Uh, but I don't, like they didn't, I don't think they ever took it away from Bergeron to give to Chara. No. Whenever he got there, no. a long time no, ago. No. Yeah, so he's he's just been playing the he's A been, the whole time. Yeah, he's been an alternate his whole career. Like he's yeah. been an alternate That's... captain his whole career. But he he's okay with that. That like, he doesn't like the media. Like I said, he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want to be that guy. He's you know like he'll give it to is it Chara, is it the Selkie? Yep. Is it the Selkie? That's the defensive forward. I believe so. He won a lot yeah. yeah. of yeah. bit. Yeah. Oh, he wins it all the time. Yeah, like he's Mister. Un- well, not underrated. He's just like quietly like. Just an overall amazing player, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about Boston. Let's keep going on with this. So Boston right now, sort of up and down with him being out. They've been losing more games. Do you think Boston might be sort of like L.A.? you think they're going to be going into a rebuild? What's your thoughts about this, Sunil? I think they're doing the same thing as the Habs. They're silently rebuilding but not calling rebuild. I, I I think that's what they're doing. Like, look at the team, man. There's a lot of young players, a lot. But uh, I mean, the Chara's got to go, and like even Bergeron at some point he's got to go. Um, but the team is going into a rebuild. Like, might take longer, might take another like two three years, and still not call it a rebuild. But in two three years, you'll see a totally new team and. Uh, what happened to Boston? You know, they just changed all the team, but they went under the radar. They did their whole rebuild. And now they're back. They won't have like a shutdown year and like go bottom of the barrel and then come back up. I think they're gonna keep going like this, bring in new players. Well, they had their chance to bring in some some more youth back in back in '15, and this was a, a draft that Andy and I were watching at his place together. It was an exciting yeah. draft. We... Except for those picks, <laughs> the three. <laughs> so Complete yeah, flop. They made some some trades. Boston made some trades. They moved out some people. They got some first round picks. They had three back to back first round picks in 2015. Now these picks, one of them is playing. The other one almost made the team, and uh, I think the other ones. I don't know. Selling popcorn, no idea. So they had 13, 14, and 15 in yeah. 2015. Yeah. They, uh, they took with 13, Jakob Zorbel. Then they took Jake DeBrusque, who I guess his dad too was a favorite, known as a, a big guy, big checker, and he also had a bit of finesse to his game. 
And then the 15th pick was Zachary Senshin. Now, Andy, just in case some people who are listening don't know who came after that, just name a couple of names that came after the 15th pick. Not big deal names. Just, just okay, give us okay. a couple of names. That, just so guys that are decent. So, like, two years removed from their three years removed from that draft, um, you know, a couple names that are already household. Uh, a little guy known as Matthew Barzal. Uh, we got a Kyle Connor. We got uh, Shabbat, Sveshnikov, Eric Sinek, White, Samsonov, Besser, Konechny. The list goes on. Like, it's like 10 in a row names that you would, like, that are top line, top six guys <laughs> that they could have picked from. But, no, they went with this three in a row I consider, outside of Jake DeBrusque, like flopped. Like this was a chance to totally inject some youth into your team on a retool basis, like a rebuild on the fly kind of thing. Like they traded Hamilton for a first, well, in the deal, and they traded Lucic to LA for a first, which is amazing, by the way. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but good. then but then they then they do this with it. Like, could you imagine them with any other two or three guys from that list? Like that'd be a powerhouse. Even Bovillier right or, or or Besser, like what? Yeah, like Besser. come on. How did they yeah. miss that? Like there was fire, so fire much this. out of the pack to choose. How did you not hit one of those top six forwards? It doesn't yeah. make, fire the scout. It blows yeah, exactly. It's a scout, but it blows my mind. Like, which three guys are sitting there saying, We gotta draft these dudes? I don't know, I know what it is, but we need these. If we're going to rebuild, this is the time. These are the people. Like, they should be fired. It, 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 the list is too long. It's disgusting it on how many they missed. Like, they might as well have just thrown a friggin' dart and did, yeah. like, the top, like, best players left, throw the dart and just pick that guy. They probably would have done better. And uh, do you remember, I think, that all three of these guys failed their physical at the Combine? And that yeah. was a huge joke, too. <laughs> it was. Because like, that made me think of uh, Calgary's top pick a year or two before, uh, Bennett. He couldn't even yeah. do one pull-up. And he's did not you know, doing that Did you know that, that Jason Spezza reached out to him and said, don't worry about it, kid? I couldn't do one at mine either. Oh, that's nice. Right? <laughs> it is, though. Like... <laughs> Yeah. What a but sweet guy. These three. Oh, anyway, I'm not a huge fan of Boston. Like, I mean, a lot of it surrounds Martian. I really don't like the antics this guy does. Like, I hate the fact or the way that he, like, throws his, his limbs and and these dirty hits. And they could end guys' careers on, on this joke of, you know, and he has such amazing talent. I know that it's a package, but... Anyway, Tom Wilson gets suspended like crazy. This guy needs to get suspended like crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's too short. He's too short. Elbows up. Keep him up. <laughs> Chop him down. Get those knees. Work the knees. Yeah. Bring him down to your level. Slew foot him. So, Kucherov backs Nylander and uses it as leverage. He's, yeah, he's Sunil saying. He's helping his boy out. Sunil, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, so we were talking about this earlier there. Um... He was talking to a reporter and he said that if he if his contract would stall, he would do exactly what Nylander is doing. So mm, would I would is this the best thing for him to do? Like speak out? I don't think so. Because he's already I don't think he contract. has anything to lose. Yeah. Well true. No, not really. He's going Still, into I, I, his eight year seventy six million dollar deal. It's already exactly. signed. Like 
But what 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 message are you sending? Like, what message are you sending to your own management? I like, think it's a message to like the next round of RFAs, if anything. It, 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 it might not in? be anything. Well, to yeah, exactly. Right get get what you think you're worth. Um, right away, though. Like he's Beelander's like, asking right away. Like he's not. He does. He's not looking for a small deal. He's like, give me now. See, he should be like going around the same contract as. Uh, Pasternak. Uh, yeah, exactly. Same as Pasternak. And if he's going to speak out, speak out in such a way that the fans are putting the pressure on the uh, the whole organization. Right. That's what you need yeah. to do. And then let let the organization know and say, hey, yeah, we know he's good. And the fans say, yeah, we really like him. You know, he's our product. He's the city's product too. You may like him as an organization, but we also support the organization because we want to see him in it. So if he's going to speak out, he's got to be more strategic and smart about it. That, that's how yeah. I feel about it. I personally think you should have not said anything. Like, keep for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you already got a contract. You're already done. Like, let's, yeah. let's not rock the boat here. But you know, if, if you're asked, like, in the, in the if your situation was the same, what would you do? And if your answer is, well, I, I'd do what he's doing, I think that's basically as harmless as that, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not like he – I don't think he went out of his way to be like – Hey, reporter, I got something to tell you. Come here. Like, but is uh, there is there some jealousy on what he signed and what Nylander so. may be getting? Well, see, Kucherov did the um, did the little bridge deal, eh? Like, yeah. So, like, you know, like, and he's he's on it right now this year, um, and and he's cashing in big time next year. So maybe like that's the route that he took, and maybe he's thinking to himself, "Man, I should have back." But when I signed my bridge deal, I should have just held out. Maybe that's what he's thinking. And, and you know, he knows he's worth like, you know, nine or ten million dollars. And then he, he goes out and scores, I think it was like fifty or something. So yeah. Yeah, he uh you know, it's just he's he's a good player. And I don't disagree though, you know, what you said. Like you, you, sometimes you shouldn't rock the boat, but I still feel you gotta be strategic. You don't wanna piss off your your, your teammates like what Duchesne did. After like, yeah, they, no, not <laughs> one really said anything good after he left. They're like, you know, what's your thoughts on Duchesne gone now? Well, we're a team, you know. Uh, no, no, not like that. But seriously, they were <laughs> like, generic, they were, they, they, they didn't care. They didn't seem that sad. They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. Whatever. All right, see you later. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna, you know, you want to leave, then leave. Yeah. So Ottawa, Ottawa's gonna sign him. Don't worry. Yeah, I hope so. Or else uh, there's going to be another firing <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I guarantee I if, if he doesn't sign, that's it. We're going to see uh, def- – there won't be Melnick out, obviously. We can't push it. Is that really out. bad, though? Is that yeah, really bad if he doesn't sign? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then we then we lose – we've lost a lot. Everything, yes. We've lost a first-round pick. This we've is, lost yeah. a, a first-round pick player in Bowers. And then we've also lost – Turris. Uh I think another pick. No, it's bad. It's really bad, man. It's all dogs it's, go to heaven. It's not good. <laughs> it's like if you don't, the, like this is the only thing to salvage from from all that. Yep. So if you can't hold on to it, it only it says kind of two things. Um, one that you've like it was a bad deal, and two that um, what's wrong with this organization that he won't stay. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to point at for that from that aspect. Uh, yeah, the only thing is that if he does sign, what's to stop him from sort of turning into the player like he did in Colorado, where everyone's like, yeah. fine, if you don't want to be here, you know, kick rocks. 
but he has family here too. So yeah, it, there's more going for him here. If you know what I mean? Like, Family is an encouragement, and I think he is getting along with his teammates for the most part, as long as the other people from the Uber car aren't getting shipped out to other teams. But well, that's what I mean too. Is like Ubergate, like he was easy. the one instigating all that mumbo jumbo. So like, is he, you, uh, is he worth it? Is he going to be worth the money that Ottawa is going to? Because obviously Ottawa has to give him more money. They don't have a choice, you know. <laughs> man, they I don't know. have a choice. They gotta pay him. No, they point. got they got a choice, man. They can let him go. Like I think, <laughs> look at Ottawa. <laughs> Honestly, I think Ottawa is a, like right now. Ottawa is not that bad. I, but you know, to, to cave in and give this guy, I don't know how many. I'm like eight, nine. I don't know for yeah, how many like, years. Yeah, it's gonna be like eight to nine or eight mil with like up to nine and bonuses and stuff like that for six to eight years. That, that's, that's nuts. That's, what that's nuts for him. Like he's a, like he's dormant. Like he'll go dormant for the next five years out of his contract, I think. But I'm telling you, what Andy and I are talking about, well, how much they gave up since then, and if he doesn't get signed, the fans are gonna lose their shit. They're gonna lose it. <laughs> and it's like the time. only thing that, to like the, hold on the 28 to. fans left are yeah. gonna be... <laughs> And like, just let's just take a step back. Their their future plans are like in in the dumpster as well with the fire, with moving the rink and everything. Like it's oh, yeah, with Lebreton Flats. Yeah, that's that's another whole story. Like I don't know They're where. They're just gonna have to move to Winchester. I think they've got the space there. <laughs> and you know what? I'm I'll be the first to sign up to move the team. Oh, I think man. it's a decent spot. I know you know that's people. what's gonna happen, right? Like well, they're going uh, no, to Hamilton. No, 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 Quebec no. City, We're not going to think that far ahead. I don't want to think of that yet. Let's just deal with one. No, even Quebec City can't do it. Eh? Like, uh, Why? They, I know they have a ring. They have everything. They don't have enough fans. Like Quebec City put that down, down low when they built I that think, arena and everything. They don't I have enough fans. I think they might have more than Ottawa at this point, though. Yeah. But it takes, like, for Gary Bettman to do that, he's looking, he's going to look at the money, like dollar signs. Is this going to be worth it? Or if not, he'll just take that team. Let's go to the States, man. Let's go somewhere where he cashes in. So, Neil, if Winnipeg can put a team back there and sell it out for, like, years ahead, I'm, I guarantee you Quebec can do the same. Oh, no. No, you're um, you're mistaken with Winnipeg. Because I know when you say Winnipeg, you think this is a small little city. No, man. They are huge on hockey. Like, huge. And that, that, that whole town is huge on hockey. Yeah. Like, you don't think if, Quebec will, will back... No, I don't think so. Because that 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 whole arena was built on false pretense. Like we have the fans, we, and when they actually came up to it, built everything, the, their own fans were like, "What the hell? This is just taxpayers' dollars." Like, we built the arena for nothing. We did all this for nothing. Like they're they're disgruntled fans, and they're 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 Habs fans. So we're all good. <laughs> so we'll take that. we'll take that. Just give us a good money. We're all good. Yeah, right, we got one last thing here. All right, one shoot. last thing. I'm going to ask you boys both a question. Ah, uh, there you go. Sunil, guess what? Oh, man. You're the weakest link. No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> the question. <laughs> so my, well, my question is that since you started watching hockey, okay, since yeah. you've been a wee little lad, who has been your two favorite players since you've been watching hockey? Oh, um, so two favorite Hands players. down, what do you feel? It could be defenseman, forward, goalie, doesn't matter to me. So Who's Patrick Rowe. Okay, and that why is, walk? That is a, oh man, his his style and his shutdown and oh man, then this whole like fiasco when he got traded that got me sucked into. I was like, it's <laughs> awesome. Like when he walked by his coach and I just looked at him and he's like, I'm that. Oh, that was great. That was your Kardashian drug, right? But for hockey, uh, 
My second best player. Second that went totally player. over my head. I don't get that. Why? The Kardashian drug. The Kard- oh, because it, it's just uh, entertainment. Oh, okay, it's, gotcha. It's, it's crazy entertainment, the, the, all of them, and it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. So my second best player, I know I'm a Habs fan, so I absolutely love Saku Koivu. Oh, I nice. absolutely love them. I, I I used to watch a lot of hockey, but I watched a lot of Habs hockey since I was young. Yeah. And I think he was like the the guy for the for the Habs. Like he's you know, he's, he was solid. He was you know, a good captain. Yeah, he was a really good captain for years and years though. We're talking. He's he, he stood for the team. And he was the the face of the team, like for so many years. And uh, he played really well. And um yeah, he's my second. My first is Patrick Rock is come on, it's Rock. He's the man. Every but, time you say uh, Koivu, I always think of Vesey Damfus. Like, uh, Damfus was always well well known around that time, too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yes, he was. But I, you know. I remember Koivu coming back from uh, from cancer. That was, that was the, uh, yeah. the, the, the ovation that he got, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. No, it I was just like gave me tears. goosebumps, man. I was it literally tears. just gave me goosebumps. That's crazy. And we were all waiting for him to come back to you. Like, is he going to come back? Is he done? Like, what, what's yeah. happening? And then uh, the ovation, I was in tears. Like, honestly, I was in... Oh, that's just me, though. That's weird how that happens, eh? Yeah. Andy, who's your two? Oh, man. So, like, right away... Ah, it's so hard to pick two. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I want to do is is from, like, my childhood and then and then one for more recent. Well, it's got to be entire, man. That's it. You know, we can only pick two from when well, it's, we first it's, started breathing to now. It's hard. Um, okay, I, right away, Patrick Waugh. I, I had to. He was the first guy I got introduced to. Um, oh, you know, and, well, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe Sackick. Oh, um, yeah, baby. Like, they were tied. Like, it was it was Sackick and Waugh on that team. I loved Waugh. But for a change it up, I'll go, I'll go uh, Sackick. That that wrist shot, that snipe, the like this guy could put it anywhere. Anytime. Led that team. I l- love that guy. And and one of those like quiet leaders, um, you know, it, amazing. His I don't have to really talk about his career. It, it was it was so good. And then today it's uh, my second is Nicholas Backstrom. I think this guy. If you want to talk underrated, I think his whole career, like Ovi doesn't get his bread buttered any better than <laughs> Nicholas Backstrom. It's ridiculous. Um, I love his passes. I think passes are so underrated. Um, I know that snipers are, you know, they can put the puck in the net, but man, when, you know, drawing a guy or two into you and then laying over, you know, to now you the other guy's open, uh, you know, <laughs> OV all the time. Yeah, Backstrom is uh, is definitely my my second or tied with first favorite player of all time. I think my I got tied for I got two tied for second. My first favorite player ever since I grew up was Marilyn Mew. I've always loved his, his his style of game. I always loved how he was physical. Yet, man, the guy had mitts too. Like, come on, some of his highlight reels for even for that time was nice. I know the goalies were crappy, but still they were nice moves even for then. And even if you were to inject him into the game now. At that age, I still think he'd be very successful. He was just naturally great goal scorer. And then for second, it's it's tough. And and one of these picks, you're probably going to be like, really? But anyway, so it's <laughs> it's either Crosby or Pavel Bure, because I used to love watching Bure too. He was oh, so fast. He's such a talented yeah scorer. You know, it's just like oh, 
and he's got a hot wife but besides that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true yeah it's true yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's, way to it's, sneak it's that there. in <laughs> it's right there you know uh, just google it so you can find her but besides that yeah like Burray scored tons of goals super quick uh one of those players too top end speed and it could still stick handle but um yeah crosby it just i've, I've loved watching him since he came into the league and superstar yeah. grinder man superstar grinder yeah just his edge work like, is is silly it is like just his he can like switch his hips and uh, oh, his center core strength isn't oh, it nuts unreal. even players are trying to tap him and move him he's no. like yeah yeah i'm just gonna do like he gets in this like sort of like eagle position yeah with his arms out yeah and he's like come on yeah. he just brings a stick <laughs> in <laughs> he just goes around whatever he wants remember when he did that dangle behind the net to spezza and like just work overworked him oh hilarious sets up latang yeah. <laughs> and I love, okay, another thing, too, I love was when he scored on Price on his first shootout. Oh, yeah, the, the leg kick, kick? The leg kick. And the bottle. And faked him Woo! out, yeah. Bottle goes up. Price, he's just sitting on the friggin' ice with his jock in his mouth. It was it was crazy. <laughs> what just happened? Wow. Yeah. wow. Where did these planters nuts come from? Because I am just in loss of words. But, hey, guys, uh, we're out of time. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys still coming out tonight still continuing the show we're gonna have brian hopefully back next week if everything's good same schedule same time you can reach us still at uh, grip rip at gmail.com you can get us on twitter and we've got tons of ways of getting hold of us we need more questions in here we had some questions we can't get them all answered on here but again andy sunil thanks for coming out tonight anything you'd like to share with our viewers keeping it real yeah no not too much you keep it real, and what else do you do? You keep it what? 100. <laughs> regular, bud. Yeah, 100%. 110% regular. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your stick All on right, the guys. ice. <laughs> Have a good one. Okay.